Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. J.J. Joe, former Baylor quarterback, Baylor radio color analyst with us on 365 Sports. Uh, J.J., Jake Spavital, do you like the hire? Hey, guys. I mean, long time no talk to, but I, I like it. I, I like the idea of bringing um, uh, someone experience that uh, I think has the ability to use the skill that this state produces. I mean, I, you know, I, I was on my stomp the whole year that we needed to figure out a way to get the ball in space to our speed. And we really struggled with that. Some of that was the line, but I like the hire. And, um, of course, Smoke, the proof is always in the pudding, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got to get out there and, and, you know, try to make sure he can show up our line and make sure that that continues to to improve. And then at the same time, you know, figure out how to get these guys who can really run, you know, the – you know, the Monterey Baldwins, the, the Richard Reese's, the Jordan Neighbors, get those guys the ball in space and let's see what happens. JJ, you know, um, you always have to morph your scheme to your talent. You know, sometimes you can be good enough to where you can just be like, this guy fits, this guy fits, let's go get let's go get him. But for Baylor, you know, the the wide zone was the right thing at the right time, and then it veered off somewhere towards the end of last year where they they didn't have the guys to run it anymore and then just kind of continued into it um how i mean how difficult is it to keep ahead of where you think you are and what guys you have on the roster when sometimes you might have now recruited or or brought guys on that just don't fit what you wanted to do you know that's i mean i always say that look i mean you can get if you have the right players you can get a scheme to work if it's if it's a competent coach and most of the coaches i give them credit are competent, right? Um, I think I heard, you know, on ESPN, the guy says, hey, look, this is about players over plays. And to me, the officer coordinators I played for and even the ones I've seen over time, they look at the skill and the talent they have, what kind of line they have, a lot of times that impacts it. And the best offensive coordinators will figure out how to scheme an offense around that. Uh, and that's that. That was the thing that frustrated me a little bit about this year. As good of an OC and great coach, Coach Grimes, I really got frustrated saying, "Like, hey, man, I know what they're telling about analytics and the ability to run through contact and the best running backs for this team. I get all that. Trust me, I get it. Nothing against it. But my eyes told me that two of your fastest players with the ball in their hands that have had success here on campus was Richard Reese and Monterey Baldwin." And they've shown it in a game. For most coaches, you have to prove to them that you can't do it in a game before they take the ball out of your hands. And my frustration is it really felt like we took the ball out of their hands based on numbers. And so I, I just really believe that those coaches who have had the most success, I think shoot, we saw with Bryles, and I know people get hate to hear this, but I saw Bryles lose three quarterbacks and basically win running the single wing. 
he saw the players he had. He said, this is the scheme that works. Let's go win with it. And they beat the top 15, 10, 12 team in a bowl game doing that. So those are the kind of coaches you have to have that are ready to adapt to the players they have, and then they go execute. Right now, J.J., we've seen, I think it's like 50-ish guys uh, let it be known that they're going to be coming back next year off this current Baylor roster. Three guys that have basically said that they're gone. George Maia, the offensive lineman, Drake Dabney as well, and then Blake Shapin is is in the portal. I guess we didn't really get to know much about Maia, but your thoughts on Shapin and that situation there and also on Drake Dabney uh, going to uh, go play and finish up his college career elsewhere. You know, Dabney, I, I hate to see Dabney go. I, th- I, I really thought that, uh, that um, you know, you know, that loss is a big one. Now we have Kelsey Johnson and you got Jake, uh, Jake Short and you got, you got other guys that are really good. So I think they look at weather the storm, especially with the new model they're going to, but I hate to lose Dabney. I love his, his ranginess, his ability to run after the ball, run after the catch. Um, uh, Blake is a big one. I mean, I, you know, if you can, if you can get Blake to stay, I, I think that's, you got to go all, all hands on deck on that. And I know people say, well, I think it's good. I give him a chance. And I think, I think, you know, really, if, if I think Blake likes the scheme. Now, the question I think Blake probably wants to know, it's like free agency now, man. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what other opportunities out there? Is there a place where I feel like they're a quarterback away from winning a championship as a conference and going to the playoff or something? I think he's looking at that. Uh, but I really hope, I hope Coach Babatall and Coach Aranda and, and the changes they make or whatever they do, they figure out how to keep Blake. So I was glad to see Monterey come back. I was glad to see Richard Reese come back. I was glad to see Jordan Neighbors come back. I was glad to see all the guys I've seen come back. And uh, that means that, like, you know, hey, look, at least we're working from a place where we don't have to, you know, start from scratch. And that that's big. Yeah, and, and it, it seems like that NIL with GXG, J. Joe, J.J., you know, they, they said we're, we're on our way. <laughs> but you see players now. I'm back. I'm turning. I'm coming back. Turning it back. Whatever. Right. Staying home, and 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 boy, I tell you what. If there was ever, it would have been nice last year to even be more public. But it they got public right. just in time. I think. Hey, hey, smoke. You're right, man. Hey, look. Even I. I mean, I think I wrote an article about a few weeks ago that said this is the new landscape. And look, man. I, I'm you know I'm not a rich guy myself. I mean, I'm a working guy. And um, and and I, I went to GXG and just said I'm not you know I'm gonna set up I'm just gonna send fifty bucks right and then I'm gonna set up where I'm a recurring because I said look I, I like Baylor and I like Baylor when they're good and I know fifty bucks may not do a big deal but my understanding is that the way this works you got to have the big money guys smoke give money of course but those big money guys give money for everything it's got to be the masses of all of us Baylor fans saying hey I can carve out of my budget something for some people it may be a grand it may be fifty bucks. To try to give the program so we can figure out how to get this navigate this new era. That's exactly what we learned last week with Jeremy Fudge or a week or so ago. That those who do fifty dollars a month or ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year, that's where a lot of the money that has not been collected. Even though people may think it's the opposite. JJ Joe with us, uh, Baylor Radio color analyst on three sixty five Sports. JJ Sawyer Robertson if is the quarterback of you know of the now, uh, depending on what they do in the portal and Blake Shapin, he came out of a leech system. Do you think that that's a benefit of him uh, with Jake Spavital? I, mean, I think so. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's sorry. The, the only thing for me, and I think it's sorry. I think, you know, we saw when he had his feet available to him, he looked much, much better. I think in that last game we saw him play than he did when he was hurt. 
Uh, I think he'll really, uh, uh, really do well in this system. Uh, but I, I think like anything, like when you're coming off a year, like we've come off, uh, it's not that I have anything against Sawyer by wanting Blake pack. It's like, man, I, it's like anything when you're trying to figure out how to bounce, maybe you get some transfers in. I want to have that experienced quarterback as a trigger man with two years under his belt. Whereas, you know, Sawyer, this would really be his sixth start or something like that, a fourth start if he started the season as a starter. But I really think from where he came from in high school, this probably fits him well. And, of course, having a guy who's kind of a dual threat, because that's what he is, that also helps you a little bit, uh, kind of maybe get some of that chunk yardage that I know it's attractive uh, for everybody. Do you feel, J.J., now with what you've seen at least, and there's a long way to go, more comfortable with where Baylor is, even though there's a hell of a lot of work to be done? Yeah, I would say the direction, and, and they needed to. I mean, I, I think Mac knew this. Mac Rhodes knew it. Coach Aranda knew it. Not only did they need to make changes, they had to go sell it. I mean, it, I mean, when you when you win the Big 12 championship two years ago and you go to another one the two years prior and you won two championships the year before that when Browsing were here, you can't be messing around, man. This is big time. You got to get your butt out there and you got to get out there and you got to sell what you're doing and people have to believe in it. I like the direction they're going. Uh, I really like the ability to bring Fabital in to hopefully leverage some of this talent. Uh, but the, the big thing to me, the work, the big work is coming. And I think the big work, Smoke, you asked me, is this is, this is, this is, this is where we are. And this used to happen when I was in, 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 in school. They're going to have to sit down with players, and some players won't be back. And they got to be willing and big boy enough to say to them, hey, look, we're going to help you go somewhere, but we think we have to move in a different direction. And, that, and nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to talk to that, mm-hmm. talk about that. But that used to happen when I was in school. It has to happen now because Baylor is trying to play big boy football and be a big boy athletic. And if that's the case, then you got to have those conversations. Then you got to go out and get some people who hopefully help you get better. Uh, you know, Deion said it a different way. He's bringing his own luggage and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying we're like that. That's not what Baylor is. But where we are is that, like, you know, we want Baylor to be good. And for Baylor to be good, you know, you have to make tough decisions, have tough conversations. And that's what Coach Coach and Coach Mac, I'm not sorry, Mac Rhodes are. JJ, thank you very much. We are not done. Uh, we'll see how they fill the roster up over the next few weeks and be in touch. JJ Joe with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.